guys, it's Ananya, and welcome back to the Desi Reality. Today, I have a very, very special guest with us today. Kashvi is a female South Asian author of the books Sinking Deep, a poetry book, and Little Kid with Big Problems, a children's book. Both of her books have phenomenal messages, and I'm so, so excited to learn more about them today and, to, and, today and today's episode. Let's welcome Kashvi to the podcast. Hey guys, um, I'm Kashvi, as you know, she said before, and I'm really excited to be here and just to promote my books. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Let's just jump right into the questions. So my first question for you today is just more general. What are your experiences with mental health in the South Asian community? Yeah, sure. So I think in general, um, with mental health in general, I think the way that I have coped with mental health like throughout my life is through writing. And so, I mean, if you can go through my notes app, um, like it's completely filled with just like brainstorm ideas and things that like, if I'm feeling sad that day, that's kind of something that I like to move towards to. And I live in a place that's like predominantly um, brown or Indian, you could say. And so a lot of the times um, there's some issues that are kind of stigmatized in our community. And so during those times when I feel like those issues should be prevalent, I usually write them down or, mm -hmm. you know, I think that journaling that type of way is kind of just a, a form of like coping with my mental health for me. That's awesome. So would you say that you've always been this way? Like when you were younger, you would also just kind of write down how you were feeling? Honestly, I, I do think so. Cause I remember being like in like elementary school and we would have like assignments for like when you like do writing and I remember I would refer back to my previous writings and things like that and I I'd like to say I'm a pretty dramatic person so a lot of the writings that I did in the past like now I look back and I and I'm like what was I doing but mm -hmm. uh, I think they were they were just my feelings like drawn out like whatever problems a fifth grader had <laughs> Well, I think that's beautiful. I think having something so powerful coming out of just emotions, I think that's amazing. And I'm super excited to get to know where your book stemmed from, knowing that that's the way that you've been able to cope. So that kind of leads us directly into our next question. Tell me more about your book, Sinking Deep and Little Kid with Big Problems. Yeah, sure. So Sinking Deep, I actually published um, this summer, like I think I would like to say around June, July, and it's basically just, I was going through a pretty rough time in my life, and that kind of just served as like a method of putting my feelings down on paper, and poetry for me has always come really naturally or something that I just like to do often, and so I didn't realize it at the time, but what I was writing down was poetry. And afterward, I think after a couple of months, like in June, I realized like this is something that I could put together. And so I did. And so that's sinking deep. And then the next book is The Little Kid with Big Problems. And I actually co-wrote this with my best friend, Zainab Abbasi, and she's amazing. Um, and basically that book was in the making for about a year. And it was just an idea we had. And we knew that what message we wanted to bring across. And so, and that was basically like where we started. And now that a year later, when we finally published the book, we're super excited to share it with everyone and about Ravi, who is the main character of the children's book. And basically his journey trying to discover 
how to balance, like trying to be good at something and also realizing that perfectionism isn't the key to making friends and that you can make friends otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all both of those books sound so interesting. And that leads me directly to my next question as well, which was just what was your inspiration behind writing these books? Was it personal experience or what really helped you find inspiration for both of these messages and both of these creations? I think... Honestly, one, writing a lot. I do that a lot in general, like in my free time. And also, I think I was talking to my best friend the other day and sing, and um, Little Kid with Big Problems, is its message is really the entirety of its inspiration of where it stems from because it's something that we've, we feel so passionate about. And we also think that it's extremely important for the South Asian representation in our book because our main character is brown. And... So we thought we thought that when we were writing this book, we were like, we really just want that those two messages to shine really bright. And so I, I guess I would say that, that that's the inspiration. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. And so I know you were also talking about how like Sinking Deep is a culmination of multiple poems. So is that do you think that you were able to kind of accumulate those over a period of time? Or did you have kind of a, a I guess, fluid way of putting the book together? I think there was definitely some struggle in between because in the beginning, when I first like realized that I have enough poems, they were a little bit incoherent because usually in poetry books, you're supposed to have like a common theme that goes throughout the whole poetry book. And in the beginning, it was kind of just like a scramble of different ideas and words. And then afterward, I was able to like section different poems that went together and then overall edit them and refine it to what Sinking Deep is right now. Uh Okay, that's awesome. All that sounds amazing. So that kind of connects into the next question as well. So, you know, we're talking about how you're able to put together a story, especially weaving a story with such interesting genres, right? Children's books, something that's so straightforward, usually, um, and Sinking Deep, which is obviously a lot of poetry. So what are the messages that you strive to send to your audience through your work? I think definitely there's a really strong message in Little Kid with Big Problems, because I think that in the beginning, well, I guess I could like detail that book a little bit because I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically this little kid. He just moved into um, a new neighborhood from uh, like he just moved to a new place and he has no friends. He's starting over and he's this little kid. And you could say that he has anxiety or he has worries about what school's going to look like. And so when he does end up going to school, there's this absolutely perfect opportunity for him. And it's this talent show. And when he like, and he decides, he's like, yeah, I'm going to join this talent show and I'm going to show to everyone in the school what I am made of and what I can do. And then that'll lead me to having more friends. And needless to say, he gets a little bit anxious during practices, during um, performance rehearsals and he's overall just worried about making sure that that performance is perfect mm-hmm. and I guess um the book is basically at the end he ends up making friends anyway and basically we're just trying to prove the message that you don't actually need to be perfect or he like Ravi doesn't need to be perfect in this talent show for people to like him he just has to do his best and to be who he is and that's something that 
um, we really wanted to strive for. Like, that's like the main message of our book. And I think that when people or hopefully when kids read it, they're able to see themselves and be like, yes, I can do and I can be who I am and I can do what I want and I can still make friends. And it doesn't have to be a perfect situation or a perfect conversation or in Ravi's case, a perfect performance. So I think, I think that's a really strong message. And I think that if kids are exposed to that at a younger age, you know, they'll be able to be more confident in themselves as they grow old. And I think that's just a really important message that we strive for. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And also this whole idea of, uh, perfection and making friends in a certain way I think that pressure leads on or I guess follows you into your future as well I mean as a college student I definitely know that that's an experience that a lot of us have had in college and high school and as you get older it's a pressure that most definitely um, is very prevalent so I definitely agree with you and that it's really important to introduce that message early on no yeah and I think in general, um, there's like a lot of this like pressure to succeed, a lot of pressure to make sure that everything that you're doing is going to lead to a second thing. And I think um, like an underlying message of the book is try to just be in the present because he's really worried about what's going to happen in the future, what's going to be, what's school going to be like for him. And he's meticulously planning what he should do now in order to prevent being lonely in school. And I think that a lot of the times, like, uh, people do that in general. And what Ravi just should have done is just been present in the moment and been able to um, just be who he is and do what he wants. And life should have taken its course. Not to say that planning is wrong, but also to be mindful that you can't force a friendship or you can't force things to happen when they're not supposed to. I think that's such an important message. And, you know, specifically for your second book, I feel like a lot of people might say it's a little controversial to introduce impressionable children to mental health issues, right? Whether that be anxiety or things along those lines. And I personally disagree. I know you definitely disagree. Why do you think it's so important to introduce children to, to you know, these kinds of experiences? And how did you ensure your book did so efficiently and effectively for this age group? So yeah, you're right. I definitely agree that it's important to have this type of representation of not only uh, mental health, but also of South Asian representation. I think that's really important because I think that a lot of the times there's like a lack of representation of both of those things. And more than that, there's like a stigmatization on those things. And so when you're a kid, you're more impressionable and you're easily able to accept those ideas when you're younger. So I think it's more important to, to show those ideas when you're younger so that kids can learn them now and be able to reciprocate that in the future and not be so afraid to speak about their mental health and to speak about who they are as a South Asian person. And I think the way that me and Zainal went about making this book so that it wasn't, I guess, too harshly explaining the, this topic is that nowhere in the book is it explicitly mentioned that, you know, he's anxious or he's or he's trying to be perfect. But you can see from his face and from the drawings that he's, you know, he's worried or that he's trying to, you know, perfect something. Mm-hmm. And the way that it, the way that the story flows is that in the beginning, you know, he's, he's a little bit calm. And then at the climax, he's really worried, but then there's helping people. There's people who are, are his friends who are going to help him out at the end. And I think that, 
um, especially language, keeping language really simple and easy for kids to understand and to word it in a way where it's it makes sense in their world that, okay, well, he's just doing a talent show and he wants to make friends. And those simple connections instead of, oh, this is mental health or this is, you know, Southeastern representation. I think that's just simplifying. I don't even think that's a word, but trying to make everything simple um, so that the message is really clear, but it's not overwhelming for kids. So I think that's that's how we went about it. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful, especially, you know, this idea of showing and not necessarily telling I think a lot of people get really intimidated by this really straightforward conversation that we have, right? As as we get older, um, we tend to put labels on things and we tend to categorize things that we've experienced our whole lives. But it's that idea of not necessarily forcing kids to understand that, but rather showing them that whatever they feel or however, you know, as you said, whatever is going on in their own world, it it's valid and it's something that they're allowed to feel. So I think that's that's incredible. No, and I I think um, this even like translates to I guess banned books. Um, I and I was talking to my best friend uh, Zainab, the co-author, and she mm-hmm. agrees that like a lot of the there's a lot of banned books in um, that are happening around in the United States, and I think that censorship of certain topics really just takes away from the powerful messages that um, that these books provide. And so I really wanted like means and I really wanted this book to have a really strong message you know to make sure that kids understand and they can see themselves in the book and they can see that all of these problems are normal absolutely and you know as you were saying earlier about the censorship of these ideas it's also it's it's also difficult to fight back something that's happening at such a high level and I think being able to express ourselves in a way that people don't necessarily label as inappropriate is a very valuable skill to be able to do because we should be introducing children to this and we should be normalizing this so once again I think that thought that went through that you guys went through to create this book is incredible and I'm super excited to read the book so moving on to our next question here um I know that both of your books are obviously different genres and they're both very creative forms of writing one being poetry and the other being a children's book so why did you guys choose to express or why did you choose to express what many consider a heavy subject matter in these specific ways i think um for me it really wasn't like a choice especially with my poetry my poetry i feel like came pretty naturally and the flow of it was naturally and at the end it was realizing and then refining um but it's yeah it's extremely different from the children's book and I think myself personally I gravitate more towards my poetry I think it's something that I I not to say I enjoy more but I think it's something that I feel is more personal to me Mm -hmm. um and I think that uh it completely differs from the children's book which was something that me and my best friend really wanted to do and it was sort of like a project and it was almost sort of accidental um because it wasn't something that we had extremely planned out it was just an idea in our head that this could this is something that we could do and it was definitely a challenge afterwards because you know children's book isn't writing that me and Zainab have ever done but when we were doing it and we were trying to execute it at the end we realized like it was it was a different process but it was something that we would like to do again because the final product was 
amazing. And we think that it's an important message, obviously. And so, yes, it's different. Those two modes are different, but I think um, they sort of happened, especially poetry happened accidentally. And even a little bit, the children's book happened accidentally, but we're glad it happened. And mm-hmm. next time it's definitely going to be a more purposeful decision. That's awesome. So you guys, you guys naturally just kind of came up with this uh, approach to writing a tra- uh, children's book then, right? Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, there's definitely a discussion of like, yes, like this is something that we might want to do, but it was also one of those things that we were, we said, we're like, we're going to say we're going to do it, but not actually follow through. But surprisingly, um, I think we were really passionate about it. And so it, we did end up following through with it. And, you know, when we, when we published it, we were talking and we were like, yeah, like, I didn't think that this was actually going to be a physical thing. Like, I thought this was just something that we were saying, like at 2am because we were bored. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it ended up being a physical thing. And we're really proud of uh, what we've made. And, like knowing that, I think we've realized that we can actually do a lot more than, you know, what we just said. Um, and that a lot of these ideas that we have that we want to turn into children's books, they actually can become children's books and they can help kids as much as they have helped us when we were writing them. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. I'm so excited to see what else you guys have in store. So moving on to our next question. Um, how has your experience been navigating a creative career path, especially being someone from the South Asian community? So I definitely think that um, writing and being an author in general um, is not exactly something that um, my parents, I guess, would envision. Or even I had an envision that in um, like during my life that I thought that that's something that I want to be. Um, or that's something that I would do even as a hobby. And I think um, I don't know many uh, South Asian authors, other for the exception of Rupi Kaur, who's a, a poet. Um, there's not many South Asian authors out there. And so I think a lot of that times there's not many people to look up to. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also a good thing that there's a lack of it right now because it's it helps the up and coming and like I definitely know that in the next generation there's going to be so many more South Asian authors and more South Asian people in creative fields in general and I think that there's a lot of like skills that South Asian people have that they're ready to offer the world but it's just something that's not I guess, normalized or something that's not done very often in the South Asian community. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that scares a lot of South Asian authors and creative people. But I I hope that um, other South Asian people end up doing that and end up taking this type of career path because I think it's really cool. And I think they have a lot to offer. Um, And I think it helps other people, other young people, be able to understand that there's someone, like a role model figure, someone to look up to. So I definitely think that that's something really important for the South Asian community. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, kind of going based on what you were saying, that to some extent, the people that tell our story the best are our people. And being able to, you know, express the experiences that we've had as a South Asian individual, that's not something that maybe even another POC would necessarily understand. And I think even within the South Asian community, the subsets of the South Asian community wouldn't necessarily be able to advocate our experiences as well as the people that truly come from them. Um, To which I say, you know, I think it's so important to have diversity and perspective. And I 100% agree with you and that having that, especially in mainstream media and, um, you know, 
other industries, it's really important. So I'm really, really glad that I've been able to, you know, talk to so many amazing people and especially talking to you being a up and coming South Asian author. It's really exciting. So. No, yeah, I, I definitely think I love what you said. Like no one can tell our story best than we can. And I think that's really important because I know that there's a lot of, um, when media comes out or books come out and there's a South Asian person, a lot of South Asian people themselves will be like, this is really not an accurate representation of who I am or my experience. And I think it's also because the people who are writing those, like those characters in media are people who haven't gone through any um, experiences in the South Asian community. And so more up and coming people in the South Asian community who write their write our stories and who represent us in the media i think that's extremely important because it helps younger generations feel like they can have something to relate to i I definitely i loved what she said about that that was that's really cool yeah i think that's and i i genuinely think that's another aspect that a lot of us have at least i almost normalized where um, you know, whether that be shows like Never Have I Ever, whether that be creators that came on really early, like Lily Singh and, you know, all of these people, it's almost difficult that our entire being becomes representative with one person and one journey. And it's so important to have so much more than that, you know? And so I definitely agree with what you're saying. Like we put so much into um, people and we just say that's not enough to represent us. But at the end of the day, it's because there's so little to represent us that it almost becomes frustrating. Um, so I, I definitely agree with all that you said. And there's a lot of, I guess, like stereotypes um, in our community that are represented so blatantly in the media. And people who aren't in the South Asian community view it and they believe that that's our narrative when truly it isn't. And so... And I think especially, even if they are in, like, I guess you could say, um, like, good stereotypes, they're really not because it's an assumption made about the entire community. I know there's a lot of, like, uh, stereotypes that drag people are supposed to be extremely smart or work, um, work IT jobs. And I think especially being an author, that's a little discouraging because it's like, well, you know what, I'm... Maybe I don't want to work in IT or maybe I'm I'm not as um, STEM smart as people say. Um, and I think that having that representation, having more people there, that takes away from those stereotypes. And it it just promotes diversity in general. Just the idea that doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter who you are, you can still be the same person that, you know, you can be the person that you want to be instead of the narrative that's written for you. And so I, I completely agree. That's that's so beautiful what you just said, you know, like just you don't have to be the narrative everyone wants you to be. And I, I think that's that's just so, so important for people to hear, um, you know, whether that be in relation to pressures at home or whether it be in relation to pressures from mainstream media. I think that's I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And finally, last but certainly not the least, um, do you have any additional advice or any words for the people listening in, maybe anyone who wants to go into um, writing, maybe anyone who wants to pursue a creative career path, anything? Do you have anything for anyone listening in? Yeah, I definitely think that if you want to be an author, you can. Um, And I know that there's a lot, it's very difficult to 
get a publisher and to, you know, publish very traditionally, but I didn't publish traditionally. I published on Amazon and I self-publish and I'm still an author and I'm still valid as an author. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you want to be an author, there's definitely ways that you can. And all you have to do is really just pick up a pencil and start writing or, um, you know, computer if you're, if, if that's the way you want to go. Um, but I think that uh, there's a lot of the times people are scared that they can't do it. And so if you're listening in and you want to be an author or you want to start writing, there's, it's never too late to start and you can write and there's ways of publishing and, you know, definitely consider Amazon. It's a great place. Um, people buy the books and um, they can leave reviews and it's, it's totally credible. It's totally reputable. And so if you want to be an author, you can totally do it. And I hope that there are more authors out there. That's awesome. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to talk to you, Kashvi. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. And um, thank you so much for sharing more about your books too. I'm so excited to be able to read them and so excited to see all that you do. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was extremely fun. And I'm glad that I got to talk about these issues and I'm glad that you know people are listening on to them. Well, that seems like it's a wrap so to everyone listening in make sure to go check out kashvi's page and make sure to check out her books as well um and as i always say to everyone listening in make sure to eat food drink water and take care of yourself because you deserve it thank you so much for coming on once again kashvi and i hope everyone listening in has a fabulous day bye guys (laughs) 